Der deutsche Spargelkult müsse enden. Germany's beleaguered defense minister has temporarily dropped his PhD. Volkswagen ist eine Perle der deutschen Industrie. Und ich glaube, das kann man nicht sagen. Ich weiß, wie viel Liebe dahinter steckt. Wenn Glühweinstände aufgebaut werden, wenn Waffen. Spargelweltmeister ist China, denn die bauen sich. Hi, this is Isaac. Hi, it's Michelle. Hey, this is Ted. And welcome back to Spaßbremse. Thanks for coming back, everybody. Um, we're back again with, just like the election, we're back. Um, it's election day, one more time. Um, Volleyball extra innings, we're calling this. I've, that means I have Berlin. horrible deja vu. I don't like this one bit. It was kind of more fun last time when we had the actual main election with the, the Superwahltag in 2021 now, right? September 2021 was the original and they had the federal election and the Berlin election. But we're getting another Berlin election because Berlin is so good at democracy that they're just like, we want to do more democracy. Uh, they, they just, they're just having too much fun. So I think this will be released on election day. Is that mm -hmm. right? On the 12th, Sunday? Yep. Yeah. Um. Berlin's doing a, a, a Vita. Vita Val, is that what they're calling it? Yes. That means we get all of this really bad political discourse and uh, insane little placata of all the scary-looking politicians looking at you from all of the lampposts everywhere. It and eventually, at the end of this, maybe even what would be quite a bizarre outcome, which would be a CDU-led Berlin government, as they are leading in the polls. But we'll get to that. No. Yeah, we'll see. Mr. Uh, Vigna, Bürgermeister. But yeah, for our, we just want to give you a little news update. Um, nice, nice, clean little episode today to update you on the situation. For our Berlin listeners, you obviously know about this, but we have quite a few listeners abroad. And I think the, the news of this or the, the, the actual details of the election haven't quite made it out that much i think it's sort of if if it is sort of talked about abroad it's in the sense that oh berlin is so dysfunctional can you believe it they're redoing their election but actually like the dynamics of it are pretty um they're, they're extremely important as like as banal and as sort of shallow as the actual political discourse is around it the impact of this will be massive for things like healthcare and uh, teacher strikes um, and housing all these big issues in the and city and a giant highway through berlin and building a giant highway through one of the nicest uh, like best parts of the city yeah um so we're going to get into all those details about the actual election then tell you um tell you a bit about our favorite candidates and their positions and then um, as as the only German citizen on this podcast, Isaac, we're gonna have to um, see who you want to vote for. Maybe even have to have to try to sway your vote. Have to try to have to try mm -hmm. to campaign for your allegiance, since we are, we're we're, we're back to woefully underrepresented here. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because I am uh, famously undecided. <laughs> exactly. He's a, he's a swing voter. And famously ill informed, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I mean, that is partly true. I did just admit earlier today that I'd never actually heard Francisca Giffey's voice before uh, today. So that's embarrassing. Isaac, why is this election happening again? What's going on here? You, 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 uh, be the informed voter. Tell us what's going on. Okay, well, I am an informed voter because I'm reading this from a Deutsche Welle article. So that must count for something. Um, Right. So this is, yeah, pulled from a Deutsche Welle article explaining why in the world we are all going back to the poll. Well, not all of us, but why Berliners are going back to the polls. Um, they say that authorities in the German capital have been under extra scrutiny since last November, which is when the state's constitutional court annulled the state and municipal elections held in September of 2021, um, which is the one which are the ones that you were talking about earlier and they handed down a damning verdict on a badly mishandled election day. So what happened on the election day? Uh, delays forced people to stand in line for many hours as some ballot stations ran out of ballot papers and hastily photocopied more. Other ballots had the wrong candidates listed on them. Uh, some stations had to close temporarily. Others remained open longer than they should have, make, making it possible to vote even after the first results had been published. 
Uh, and meanwhile, uh, if you maybe remember, the city's marathon was held on the exact same day, which hampered attempts to resupply the different polling stations. Sounds like they're talking so about a military battle where like the forces are cut off yeah. and then we're surrounded. <laughs> we can't get more ballots. <laughs> Fall Christ, 83 is, is, is under siege. And so apparently votes for around 60% of the seats in Berlin state parliament were affected by the problems, which is kind of remarkable. Um, and they say that no wrongdoing was alleged, um, but politicians have admitted that, of course, it is deeply embarrassing. Never before has an election in, Ger in Germany been botched so badly that it would have to be repeated. See, so, I mean, that's where we are now. People say this is a sign, like, oh, Berlin's a failed state. It's kind of this trope. You know, they took forever to build the airport, blah, 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 blah. All these things you hear from, like, people in the rest of Germany and other places that get mad at Berlin for being dysfunctional. I personally am proud to live in a city, city, state that is a city, city, state, that is so accountable and reasonable and responsible that it will redo the election again i think a lot of places wouldn't do that if a u.s state had some like fraud like fraudulent or deeply flawed election they would just say too bad just deal with it like, i i wish to me, they took it's a sign it. of a responsible a, a responsible democracy and you know like who can fault someone for wanting to encourage both sporting and democracy in one day they got they maybe got in a little bit over their head but it's like you know, we want a city that's striving for more. And, and I wish they I, took it a little further with the re-election and immediately stopped the coalition from governing. I wish we had, like, just a, a period over the last, what has it been now, a year and a half? Yeah. With no government. Just say. It doesn't all count to, all at all. I want them to treat Berlin. I, I think that... I think like the federal government should treat Berlin like the EU treats Italy and just like parachute in, parachute in some like technocrat. Like if we can get like the CEO of Venovia or something to like run the city for a few years. Like He's for already a few doing while they, that. While they, while they figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> They've already bought the SPD. So. Um, um, well, I have a question already that is actually maybe not so relevant in the long run, but are like the, 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 um, the, the seats, like, okay, I know it's just a state election, but, like, if the election was botched so badly, like, hypothetically, the votes for, like, the direct mandates and stuff would have also been affected, right? But they're not redoing that, right? Like, they're not Because they can't, because the percentage, the, the percentage that that affected is so much, you know, in all of Germany, if everybody else did it correctly. They can't just redo everything because Berlin fucked up. Right. No, but I mean, like, at least, like, the direct mandate ones, like, each district in Berlin, like, direct... Anyway, this is actually not really that relevant. You mean the direct mandate for seems... the Bundestag, or...? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it, like, it was all happening at the same time, so those would have been affected, too. But maybe, I think, is it that they didn't mess up those ballot papers to the same extent, or that it was too much of a hassle, I think? I think... Because they're also not redoing a diagonal. I think that I think the problems were with the state election in particular. They get different sheets, like you know how you get yeah, like, three, like three or four sheets, yeah. Because it was super vault. Oh, I remember. There's a lot of sheets. Yeah. So I think the ones that Berlin itself had had to be responsible for had to print. They themselves messed it up. See, this is why why you call it the Bundesdruckerei and not the Landesdruckerei. It's just embarrassing performance. Come on. What I'm else does the Landesdruckerei <clears throat> print? Is there even a Landesdruckerei? I don't think there is such a thing. I made okay. that up as a thing. I just like that. I, I just like that. There's a place called the Bundesdruckerei, it's just the federal printing shop, and they just print all the stuff for the German government. I have beef with the Bundesdruckerei. They don't do things very fast. They don't print out uh, their visa cards very quickly. They <laughs> they they take their sweet time. Uh, Michelle, do you want to break down some some data for us? What's the what are the polls looking like? Let's be our it is looking horrible. Modeling. <laughs> this like Nate Silver's on the down end. Like Nate Silver's on the decline of his career. He might be canned, so there's some openings there. Let's see your performance. Let's see what we got here. Basically the CDU is in first place with twenty five percent in the most recent poll. Coming in There hasn't been a poll in like a dozen polls that doesn't have them in front so this is not like a fluke either oh yeah this is this is um yeah. a consistent pattern i'm just gonna read from the very latest but pretty much the last like 10 polls are within one or two points of each other we've got the cdu 
coming in first place with 24.8%, followed by the three parties that are currently governing in the order of SPD with 19.8, Greens with 17.7, and the left party with 11.6. And all three of those parties, the governing parties, are taking like one and a half points loss. Link a left party even more with like two, 2.4 loss. The CDU, and this is so important, um, we'll get to kind of like what discourse has led to this, but they have seen an increase of like six and a half percent since the last. It's crazy to think that a quarter of Berliners are voting for the CDU. Like, I mean, it's all the polls, like all basically every single poll is saying that. Yeah. But like, I will have to believe it, see it to believe it. Like, I mean, that, basically, you add up the CDU plus, like, the FDP. I'm sure that if, it's basically if you have a car, you're voting for the conservatives. Well, this is, I mean, and we're going to get to this later, but, like, when I heard that only one-third of Berliners have a car, I was like, okay, so every single one of those people is voting for the CDU and the FDP, and then, like, everybody who doesn't have a car is just voting for everyone else? Like, is that how it works? Like, that just seems... I mean, they basically started running campaigns that are like, yeah. we will not take your car. Like... I think basically, I would guess that everyone who owns... Uh, sorry, everyone who votes for the FDP owns a car. I would say most people that vote for the CDU would have a car. I think there's actually a lot of AFD voters who don't own a car. Like, because if you look at where people are living in some of the heavy AFD districts. Like, they're not the areas that are occupied by a lot of, like, single-family houses and stuff. Um, but, like, it still wants to protect that as, like, an aspiration. Maybe there's some FDP guys that don't, like, because they're, like, the weird tech bros. They, like, they do draw in a little bit of that, like, libertarian, contrarian type of guy thing. But, yeah, it's... They're scootering around. I would love to see a... <laughs> I would love to see a breakdown of car ownership by the the, the coalitions. I think it would be... Um, and the AFD is then coming in fifth place ahead of the FDP uh, with 9.8%, which is an increase of almost two points as well. So they are really. But the FDP is languishing at like 5.6. So there is, yeah. they could not clear the 5% threshold because be like with the federal elections, you have to clear 5% to get in there. So, um, And that is surprising to me because they really went hard on their ads. Like, their ads are yeah, everywhere. I, I, I would have get... I, uh, what's what's really remarkable about, like, it's 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 really bad that the CDU has, like, picked up so many votes. Like, I, I don't think that will... Yeah, that just is not going to be good. But it's weird that the FDP didn't benefit at all from the, like... It's not fair to call it a collapse in support, but, like, the shaving off of substantial amounts of support for the three governing parties. But they're just not the opposition anymore. all went anymore. to the CDU... Yeah, they're it's just, just it's, not. It's weird that the FDP hasn't benefited at all. They're just not the party of like being mad at all these city slicker liberals when like. Yeah, you mean because they're in the federal coalition, yeah. so they so the the state party takes a hit too. Yeah, I think that's probably right. But yeah, because they used to have this like we're gonna get in there and we're gonna make ev- we're gonna freshen everything up. We're gonna make everything digital and like you had to believe them to some extent because they had never had the chance to yeah. fail at it yet and so and then instead it's like oh no we actually just want to like keep taxes low and like have everyone have like no speed limit on the autobahn like it's not actually delivering that sort of more like hopeful they're probably losing that type of person i said of like the tech bro who just actually just wants like faster internet and things to just be more functional but they like are losing that person and just are getting the hardcore like g-class people should we talk coalitions because as as listeners will know, you have to. You have to call you us. You can't just get the most votes. You gotta actually make coalitions. So, few potentials. There are always these very fun names in German um, that often have to do with the colors on various nations' flags. So the the largest potential coalition would be the Kenya coalition, with a black, red, green that being black of the CDU, red of the SPD and Green of the Greens. That's the largest. I don't know how credible that is. There's a 
there's a credible chance that the CDU does win the most votes and the most seats, but can't actually form a government because it doesn't have enough in common to actually do a coalition with the parties it needs to. It's, it seems like the Greens are pretty not enthusiastic about doing a coalition but, with the CDU. And neither is the Wegner guy. So their, their head candidate, he said in the debate, like after they had this whole discussion about um, the Fekas Venda, like the the renewing of um, transit and making it greener and more climate friendly, um, which is a big, you know, it is like the local political issue of like, oh, should we put a bike lane here? Um, should this specific parking spot uh, get like struck from the city plan? Yeah. And after that discussion, they asked Wegner and Yarosh, the green candidate, um, whether they would govern together. And Kai Wegner was like, nine, just get garnished. Like, if this is their, if they're not willing to budge on this, like, friendly climate anti-car position, like, no way. They keep coming back to this, like, Friedrichstrasse thing, which is, like, the place where my like office is it's like this main strip in berlin and they like closed it down from cars for a bit during covid and then a court ordered them to reopen it um and then it turned into this like weird political flashpoint rather than just like a local traffic decision and then they like redid the procedure to close it in the correct way and now it's closed again but it's turned into this weird like rallying cry and like lost cause like martyrdom for right-wing people in berlin that are like look what you've done to our beautiful friedrichstrasse it's covered in pedestrians and cafes and now. it's like no like- one goes there <laughs> if you have a car you live out in like the suburbs like you're outside the ring you do not even the guy they had on like on this debate to complain about discrimination to drivers everywhere across berlin and he like literally owns a car shop he's like a small business like uh repair man and he's going on about like you can't take my car from me you can't do it and then (laughs) when they ask him he's like oh but when i go into the middle of the city obviously i'm taking the s-bahn like (laughs) why why would i (laughs) like even he had to admit that like you don't drive your car to the middle of the city Everyone who's in a car there is, like, in the back of an S-class being driven around. Like, this is not, like, the people, like, clamoring for their freedoms. And they also this language, too, of, like, discrimination or, like, unfairness or, like, ideology and, like, punishing and, like... It's like certain just modes of transit. They're, they're, to they, get... they try to make like cars, but like there's this uh, the German right now wants to make cars like sort of a protected like identity of like drivers, you know, as like, as like, oh, you're persecuting me or like, ah, yeah. Like the CDU is like one of their um, campaign posters said, Berlin for all, even drivers. Like, auch Autofahrer. Cry me a river. I don't know. I, I can't, like, I can't stand this stuff. And, like, look at any street and then like calculate the like square meters that are devoted to car transit versus other forms of transit on just literally any street in Berlin. It's like 70 to 90% cars on every single one. But anyway, so that relates us to who could do a coalition with the CDU, potentially the SPD, which would... Now, barely, uh, current estimates would be barely over the 50% mark, not in terms of um, votes, but in terms of seats. This is from Tagesspiegel's projections. So that could potentially come in. That would probably be, probably be... <laughs> grow, co, grow, go, Berlin, Berlin grow, go, Berlin, grow, go. Which wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, but it was the other way around before. But And then we could have the Deutschland Koalition, which would be uh, definitely comfortably now looking looking like comfortably over. But, you know, again, these things can change really quickly because they're estimating like 10 seats for the FDP. But as we are aware with our friends in the national D-Lincoln party, um, a 6% vote can uh, go quite quickly down into the fours. And then all of a sudden you go from like a decent amount of seats to zero seats do you think in the federal election obviously having been saved by the direct mandates um, um but can i but, just say something so like, really quick what looks like what looks like a solid buffer could evaporate quite quickly if the fdp loses like one or like 1.3 percent of support and 
they're already having like historically low turnout. Like, in terms of, you can pretty much vote by mail, and they have the tallies of, like, who's voted by mail for, I think, since, like, a week and a half ago, and basically no one's voting. Like, let me pull up the exact. Yeah, which is then going to be good for people, like, for, uh, I would guess for the CDU, that's beneficial, because, like, the people who are voting for them are pretty consistent, probably are, like, retired and, like, living in big houses in Zehlendorf, and, like, whereas, yeah, the, the, the Greens or somebody that needs to rely more on youth support or Linka, like, is, is going to struggle a bit more. So this is from um, Moheb, uh, Moheb Shaf on Twitter is this at, and he's, like, uh, a lawyer who's participated in the Antagonin campaign and also, like, defended them in court and stuff, I think. And he says that the uh, Berlin re-election could be... Uh, Demokratie theoretisch, so in terms of theory of democracy, a fiasco. The problem is not low participation per se, he says, but rather that existing inequality in political organization and mobilization is exacerbated. So basically what you're looking at is like in percent um, in 2023, Almost every single day of people who have passed in their ballots, it's like, it's like between like six, between like five and like eight percent less than the previous election in 2021. We'll see, though. It's hard to know if that was like, if that, if people now want to go back to normal voting in person, like, because there's not a huge precedent of that because it was COVID still and people were still worried. So maybe like, we'll see how the final, final final numbers come in. But yeah, it would be pretty shocking if they were anywhere close to the like an election that had a federal and a state on the same day. I just don't know, but, because I feel like Germans like to vote by mail. Like they're pretty used to it, aren't they? They expanded it also for for the last one. I think I think going in person is is most people's experience. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see if they catch up with that. Um, yeah, but no, I mean I, I think I think it probably will hold true that it, it will be quite a bit lower. And it's I mean it's just weird. People like it, it takes so much energy to pay attention to politics. And like if someone like everyone just had to go through this a couple of years ago and shout out, it's like oh wait these people again. Like what are they even talking about? What are they even done? Like I understand having a. A lack of enthusiasm. I mean, even us just covering this, it's just like, oof, okay, we're, we're talking about these guys again. You know, whereas like the 2021 election was like a more kind of fevered thing. Like you're very like, it's like, oh, this is kind of crazy and sort of bad. But, you know, it, it has some like excitement. And this is just like, here we go again kind of thing. So the fourth potential possibility Wait, being Schwarz Grun. That probably does not have the sauce. Not going to cr- cross the threshold. Same with Rotgrun. Leaving the current coalition, a red, red, green, I should say a red, green, red, with the SPD, the Greens, and Die Linke, which would clear the threshold quite easily, it looks like. It's just a matter of if the parties want to actually do a coalition again, it having been, at least just even on the, the Die Linke side of it, quite controversial. Last time they decided to enter a coalition, which was the second time they'd been in the government with those same two parties in the Berlin government, um, and a lot of people said, no, D-Link would be more effective as an opposition party. They should not enter the government. They should be outside of it. They should be a voice countering power. And, you know, most of the party said, no, 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 we, we want to actually uh, be in the government, which they currently are. And doesn't seem super likely that that will be the outcome after this, but it is mathematically possible in basically all scenarios. Um, sorry, just because we we're talking about voting by mail. There's an additional problem of those who want to vote by mail, which is that the um, letter carriers are striking. And so if you didn't, like, send your um, ballot, I think by, like, this past Wednesday or Tuesday even, they said, like, they can't guarantee that you'll be able to vote. And it's not like, like, I... At least in the U.S., it just has to be postmarked by election day, yeah. and that's not yeah. the case in Germany. It has to like arrive. Um, Oof. So I mean, and yeah, like even without before the strikes, we haven't talked about this yet. It's a fairly niche, like local thing that I don't think would have that much interest far afield. But the mail in Berlin has been an absolute disaster. Like just nothing shows up on time. They deliver like 
two to three times a week in some areas. Um, just will take like a week sometimes for a letter to get sent within the city, like pretty, uh, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, so yeah, you can't, for a, an economy that's based almost entirely on physical mail, uh, they've, they've killed the physical mail too. So wouldn't have been my choice, but uh, apparently, yeah, we can't even have that. So yeah, that's, that's really not good at all. I mean, yeah, maybe that's why they're coming in so slow too, because the, the, no one to deliver them. I think you can keep going down the list of all the potential coalitions, but um, probably, I mean, there's like Jamaica, which would be, I just think, pretty unlikely, but like CDU Greens, FDP would cl- cross the line. Um, Ample, too, we could have like a parallel of the federal thing with uh, Greens, SPD, and FDP. Again, I, I don't know how likely that is, but this <clears throat> this stuff can get messy and quite... Um, quite drawn out on the the negotiations for the coalition. So that's the thing is like the, the event is today, the voting, but then actually figuring out who's going to be in the government will be quite some time after that. But that gives you about the main options. But yeah, what's like... But is, is your like, is your prediction though like Groco? Is that what it sounds like? I feel so like... Even predicting anything, like it feels like such a like two-step kind of like guessing game because you have to like guess the results and then guess what they're gonna do in terms of negotiations. Yeah. Um. I mean, Groco is like, I I don't know. I want to be kind of a doomer, and then I'm like, oh no, don't even be that much of a doomer. Um. But yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I think we're I guess screwed. Groco. I think Groco with like a Linka as then the main opposition would be probably like no because then sorry then it would be the Greens would be the main opposition. Um, I don't know. There is there's a lot of demand now. I wonder if the, like the 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 core of D Linka now would not accept being in government again. I don't know if that tide has changed at all um, since since last time. It was sort of the more, I guess, sort of like online segments that wanted them to not do the coalition, and I think the more kind of traditional base that wanted them to. So I don't know if the appetite for being in opposition now has sort of picked up after it seems like D-Linka has been forced to kind of give up on a lot of their promises in government just by, by the nature of who they're in a coalition with. So... That's a that's a long-winded non-answer, um, but... I mean, I think one of the interesting things was the way that Gifai and Laterer from the Linka, so Gifai SPD, Laterer Linka, and Yarash from the Greens, how they went about talking about their work in the coalition, because Gifai would say something about, like, something that they've all been working on, Later would then repeat what she's saying, and you can, like, see her face... <laughs> she's like trying not to nod to like agree with him or like she like they still want to position him as like the fringe even though his party is in government you know like but yeah no i mean in the the the, the, i only watched like a tiny bit of the debate but the dynamic is super weird because everyone's trying to position themselves as like like the people that they're currently in government with being like, oh yeah, you're the you're the weird outsider, like you said, and then they're trying to like define themselves against them enough to win votes, but not so much that they blow their chance of being in government. And so it's like this weird. I noticed later say like, oh, along with the SPD, I've done this. Like he was like, it seemed like he was really trying to position himself towards the center, but I only watched a tiny bit of it. No, like, he was trying to any... be like buddy, but he was like, he was like, Frau Gefei und ich, like. <laughs> as you know like he's trying to mainstream himself it made him yeah i think look very pragmatic in terms of like um uh you know they all had to kind of defend their housing politics that was like where they started off with um and so it was like the greens the spd and the left party being like no no we we've built social housing like we have done it like 7,000 like last year and then it like leaves the conservatives to then be like it's not enough like you're not doing enough and they did this really interesting format where they had the people ask questions and then sit in the audience and give like a direct response um which 
was a nice dramatic effect except for the fact that they picked the most uh weak-willed <laughs> nobody nobody really fought i was like expecting some of the some of the question askers to like snap back with a um with some sort of anger or spite you know because in their videos they're like complaining about the trash on the streets or the the youths on new year's eve and their violence and their lack of integration and like and then you know they have the little round where did we talk about the racist firework meltdown on this pod extensively i think we mentioned it on a patreon episode but not um yeah well you alluded to that michelle with the like the cdu and why they've gained some support like there's been a real turn to the right in like political discourse in berlin especially i think but in the country in general it, it seems like wouldn't you say oh yeah it's definitely like it felt like everybody entered like a time warp after new year's and they only talked about this subject for two weeks like in the national newspapers on twitter like in berlin itself on the local news like everybody um right like even the national politicians like like merits yeah, yeah stuff. it became like a tagesschau thing too yeah. I, mean, I, I think yeah i think i mentioned it on my tanks thing where i was like we've only had two news items since the new year in germany and I talked about the second one, that being the tanks. Before that, for a solid three weeks, it was like a bunch of people shot fireworks on New Year's Eve, which they always do. And they like blamed it on brown people. And it was like mostly just like white Germans doing it like usual. But it turned into this whole like racist thing of like people aren't loyal to the state. They da 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 da. And like this like whole like meltdown about like we need to love the cops more. And then I think that like plays into somewhat of the support for the CDU because people are convinced that there's like. It's familiar to people in the U.S., you know, this, like, crime wave discourse that just, like, isn't really backed up by anything. But you make people think there is, and then all of a sudden the right seems more... Well, they did mention, like, when they asked the question to the round of um, Spitzenkandidaten, they were like, as we all kind of recognize, like, crime has been on the decline, except for the recent, like, incident on New Year's. And you're like, that's a big except. Like... (laughs) What are we talking about, you know? Yeah, it's like one day. Like, I mean, it seems annoying, but it's like not a a big thing. And this, I mean, I want to get into, they they, they let off the the, like seven minutes of the debate that I watched. They let off with the really hard hitting issues that that I think we need to discuss um, on this podcast. But she talked, they talked about some other things. It sounded like towards the, like the other parts of it, like, um, like housing and like healthcare and like teaching and all that stuff. They sort of filtered that in as a little more of like afterthoughts, but it seems like they didn't really cover healthcare. It seems like, um, Oh, okay, good. Yeah. 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 Obviously. Why would you, it seems like if I keeps hiding behind this idea that like, it's a growing city, like they love citing that statistic. They're like, soon there will be 4 million Berliners. And you're like, but that's not really yeah. true, right? Like, it's actually the I growth is slowed like, a lot. What does that politically signify? Like, why is that such a talking point? Berlin right is it's an a excuse hot for doing spot. a bad it's job. Cool, it's hip. <laughs> People want to live here. People want to die here. People want to <laughs> like. No, no, I, th- I think you're. I think you're right too, Michelle. But like, one, it's like, oh, we're doing a good job. Everybody wants to like go here. Therefore, I must be doing my job, kind of. But I think it's also like all the annoying stuff, like you know, you can't find an apartment. Right. Like teacher class sizes are huge. You can't find a place for your kids to go to kindergarten. Like you, you know, anything like that. They can be like, well, it's a growing city. Like, what do you expect? But I'm just pulling up the latest figures, and it went from 3.5 million 60. Uh, um, yeah, three point five million sixty-two thousand in twenty twenty to then just sixty-seven thousand. So a gain of only five thousand, and then four thousand to to twenty twenty-two. So three five seven one zero 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 for twenty twenty-two. So growing by like four or five thousand a year. It was growing super rapidly for a while, but I think it slowed a lot. Um, as a result of COVID. So this argument that it's just growing at this like breakneck speed. So like social services and housing has to be lousy. It's like, that's a tiny, tiny increase, like a little bit more than like, like a 10th of a percent a year. Like that's not, 
like, well, and like you should be able to manage that. Cities you know? are like growing, right? Like that's just yeah. kind of how population works. Like most uh, it, that seems pretty tame. Like you don't, you should be able to build like <laughs> enough housing for that many people. Like, yeah, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but it seems like a very convenient excuse. Yeah. What were the other hot button issues? Cause I didn't, I didn't get to listen to too much of it. Well, they kicked it off, Ted, with. Um... Oh, I saw this part. I didn't know if anything else came. This was this is what I mean about the issues we need to debate on this podcast. We want to be a forum for these kind of hard hitting coverage. Um, the very first question was from a lovely old woman about uh, e scooters. Dear dear listeners, dear listeners, pause. Think in your head. What could the thing be? What could it be? Give it like five seconds. It's not going to be what you think it is. Michelle, what was it? Ted, I feel like on some level you think that you, like, summoned this discourse through. I think <laughs> I manifested the first two questions of the Berlin debate. I think I actually did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I, like, posted. I think someone reads my tweets that, like, works for our bebe. <laughs> to be confirmed or refuted. But, uh. The first question was about e-scooters and they had this like lovely old lady who was like hanging, you know, door signs when they have like the little hole in the middle so you can hang them on it on a uh, like a do not disturb sign. She would she would hang uh, red cards and yellow cards. I don't know if she made like if she made any <laughs> distinction between what parked e-scooter is a yellow card and which one is beco- becomes becomed gets a red card um but she would hang them on that say fajpaka rote karte kriegen die rote karte which means like bad <laughs> park jobs get a red card and like and she goes she goes es funktioniert like it works like shaming people works and you're like great that's really cool and then they made everybody go around and say what they would do about the e-scooters <laughs> and i was um that's so <laughs> It's the, the whole card thing is so stupid because like that's not like the whole point of these fucking scooters is that you can just like you use them for one trip and then you leave them wherever the fuck you want. And like it's not like people are reusing these same scooters. They're not seeing the fucking red or yellow cards. At this yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. And You're just going to be like, oh, so the guy who came before me was bad Parker. Like, uh, OK. And like, later, like the left guy, he brought up the fact he was like. Yeah, so in order to rent a scooter, they actually have all of your data because you're paying through an app online. And so we could actually just find the people who, like... Who did it, yeah. Who, who park incorrectly and, like, everything's geotagged so you actually know exactly, like, who did it. <laughs> and, and they all they all were, like, trying to come down the hardest on e-scooters, which I found... It was it was hilarious. Like it was true. It's, it's like you know they 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 cue it up right. They like have the little music. They're like you know it's your decision, Berlin, and they're all like you know they have the cameras swooping around, showing the people, and they introduce them, and they're like first question from listeners, and then yeah, like you said, it's this woman who's like in charge of the like senior center in like Mitte or whatever, and she's like give this little like kind of like a profile like video of it, um, like profile orientation. Uh, and oh yeah the production value sorry was portrait crap. portrait orientation not profile yeah yeah it was just like wait what and then they're all going and they had it was like it was like these really like kind of scripted like 15 second things and they like had answers ready for like this is what we need to do about the e-scooter thing and it's like it's just like you're campaigning to be the mayor of like the largest city in germany like the capital of germany and the first thing is e-scooters and it's like don't get me wrong, like, I find it annoying when people are, like, just riding too slow in, like, the bike lane or putting them in, like, the middle of a path and blocking stuff. Like, it, it is annoying. But then it's always, like, like I was saying, you know, you know, picture the street and, like, how much space is taken up by cars. Like, if you're really getting mad at the e-scooters, like, you know, why don't we just take out some parking slots and then make those the e-scooter parking slots and say, yeah, you can't have them on the sidewalk at all. But here, get rid of these car parking. And then it doesn't need to be like pedestrians, cyclists, and e-scooters fighting for scraps on the sidewalk. It can just be like, no, take it away from the cars rather than them getting 80% of the space. It's like, so it just, 
when when like pedestrians get mad at e-scooters i'm like why are we like fighting over the crumbs like we should take the big prize of the road so just the whole discourse around it's kind of stupid isaac you look like you want to speak no no i i agree um no i yeah i just i think all i was gonna say is that yeah i find it annoying but also like at the end of the day like i just think it's kind of small potatoes same with like the whole dog poop on the sidewalk guy i was like all right it's annoying i don't like when i step in it but it's also like (laughs) um the other crazy aspect of this i think was how many times they brought up their favorite fucking buzzword of personal responsibility because in the e-scooter thing in the dog poop thing they go you know what we're all citizens of this city what if we take matters into our own hands and it's like that's your political solution (laughs) is to appeal to people's like e-scooter vigilante gangs yeah 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 we need we can't we can't rely on the justice system for this we need to take matters into our own okay there was a summer where some of the where before scooters it must have been like 2018 (laughs) where they had the bikes they had like sharing bikes and there was a way to crack the code and like the youths would ride around on their like hacked bikes that was cool we should bring that back. <laughs> we should like let those, the youth like hack Deutsche the Bahn, scooters. Like Deutsche bikes? And then they won't be violent anymore. Give every youth a scooter. For entertainment purposes. Yep. That, that's going to be Klaus Lederer's <laughs> position. Is like, give everybody, like, a, give all the 16-year-olds, give them, like, a an ounce of ketamine, an e-scooter, and, like, a free club pass. You know, that's, like... That's okay, they had the Jugend... Jugendkulturkarte. Have you heard about this? That's what I mean, yeah. Okay. You got to keep the youths uh, out of people's business. No, in people's cultural business. In the business of culture. <laughs> but out of the business of the grumpy people that leave video messages for the public broadcaster about the problems going on. They can rub thing. shoulders at the next opera. <laughs> I would love to see the percentage uptake of, like, uh, yeah, how many teens are, like, taking the opera versus, like... Actually, their parents probably, like, bully them into it. No, they should get an additional 50 euros, like, paid out in cash if they go to the opera. Like, they should get the free opera ticket and then... get Like, you should be compensated for going to the opera. (laughs) I think we're going to lose listeners with this take. Okay, not the opera. I'm yeah, sorry. I know like, we have some. I know we have some opera opera fans. I know yeah. we do, and I and I also just fun, fun, free opera for all, free opera for all. Just, just not. For it's me, just my for everybody else. It's my insecurity like of not having like a discerning musical compositionality. I just, I just don't have the taste level for it. But I'm sure you don't come here for for <laughs> cultural takes. Don't worry. At least not high culture. I don't know. They can also That's use it at like a kino. They can go to the kino. They can... I'm happy for the youths. Yeah. I was a little I aged out by like a couple years and I was a little sad. Oh, um, I think the only other thing I was going to say about this uh, is like I and this goes back to the stuff we were talking about before about how this election is just kind of a much more blah and less exciting than the last one. But I just feel like for me personally, as someone who is like still relatively fresh to Berlin, like I just feel like this election is kind of a, a bit of a wake up call for me about the, this city and just like the political kind of situation. Cause I remember when I moved here in 2021, I was like just so stoked about like living in like a big city that had like progressive politics and like was doing like cool things. Like expropriating so landlords. About, like voting. Yeah, I was, like, so excited to vote for Intagnung in 2021. And, like, this election, I'm, like, I just, yeah. And, like, this, I think, also goes into, like, of course I'm going to vote. But, like, I just feel like if I was, like, the kind of person who would, like, not vote if I wasn't excited about something, I would be, like, there's, like, I don't fucking care about any of this. And, like, it just is so, like, just revealing about, like, the priorities of the the people who actually live in the city. And it's, yeah, it's just kind of a weird... I yeah. Uh, well, I don't well. Know. I mean, you say you weren't going to vote until you heard the second question of the debate, right? 
Uh, yeah, of course. Actually, I don't. Okay, I know the topic of this, but I have no idea what they were, could possibly have been saying about this. Because there's one way that I could like be really for. Okay, so I think this this one is is not going to be one that. Well, it's not going to be one where my typical political beliefs line up with um, necessarily the position on this particular issue. Nobody took up the mantle of your crusade against the Kleingarten, Ted, because... The small, stupid little gardens that conservative (laughs) Germans own in the middle of the city that block new housing, that are private space. It's a park, but it's like a private green space that's useless to everybody. I've ranted about this on Twitter before. Fenced in. Uh, Fenced in. So you're in a beautiful... Nice, well-connected part of the city, and you say, "Oh, okay. Well, this should be useful for people. Either people should live here, or they are. They're should, they're they be oasis. a park where everybody can use." Like, no, it's see, it's taking away what belongs to all of us for them to sit there in their stupid little tiny houses for people that like don't live in Germany. But you see, you'll like see these places in like a park, but they're all these little houses, and you're like, "Who lives in that tiny house? That's so funny. Those are so cute and weird." <laughs> Nobody lives in that tiny house. Zero people live in that house. It's an absolute waste of space. It's for them to like fly Kaiserreich flags there and like tell the neighbors to trim their grass better while they sit in these stupid little gardens, just terrible terrible knock them all down knock them all it's become like a hipster thing now for people to try to get them so people oh no it's not a right-wing thing it is a right-wing thing and if you think you're left-wing and you want one of them you're right-wing i'm sorry it's also like impossible to get them. exactly the waiting lists are ridiculously long yeah knock them down none of the political candidates are brave enough to take up my stand and even if i could vote i would not be voting for any of these clowns no one's willing to do what needs to be done to save the city Okay, so we can come to that after. But what was the question about the Kleingarten? In the so like it was about was like a very about? specific, they call them colonies, which is very funny. Um, colony. <laughs> yeah. It's about a specific colony, I think maybe in Schoenberg. Uh, I don't remember. Or maybe even like Wilmer, Wilmers, Wilmersdorf. Wilmersdorf. <laughs> Wilmersdorp. Um, and... That something like half of them need to be raised for some purpose and it's been like in planning for so long that they've found solutions for all of the owners of them that they'll find like a replacement surface and give them like another small garden somewhere else like as a as a enteignen, enteignen, enteignen the Kleingartenbesitzer and get rid of them. And but basically that like wasn't like um that didn't please the community in this particular case and the i don't know basically they they all they all responded to this what i think it was gif i was like i've actually met with this person like <laughs> this person's actually has gotten some facetime with with me the queen of berlin and i promised her like we will find a new space for her garden for this one woman. <laughs> Why are these people considered such a protected class? Like, most people, like, a, a lot of people can't even find an apartment they need. And, like, this question came before the guy that was, like, had a, two kids in his tiny house and worked from home in, like, a 60-square-meter apartment. Like, the the Klein, the, 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 like, Kleingarten question came before the actual proper housing question. And, like, they're made out to be, like, this simple, and, like, and, the, and Giffey's answer on them the different answer on them is crazy. She says, like, I've met with these people for the Kleingarten. We will find you a place. I guarantee it. And then, like, when they say, well, why doesn't this, like, family have a place to live? You know, they have a reasonable budget. I think they said we can spend up to 1,500 euros um, a month for, like, a, a family apartment, which is, like, you know, not it's not a ton of money, but it's, like, that's a pretty decent budget for, like, a Berlin apartment. Um, you know, especially until recently that we got you, like, a really nice place in a good area and like and they're like well you know that's when she pulls out this oh it's a growing city what are you gonna do thing yeah well you know not everyone can get the apartment they want like but the answer to someone that like someone who's clearly doing well and is established and has like has had this garden forever they're guaranteed by the governor the governor mayor whatever like the reigning they get mayor a, which is the, what yeah, they the call them mayor, which yeah the reigning mayor yeah the governing yeah yeah but like they're guaranteed to get a fresh garden and this these people that are trying to start a family it's like well 
who well, already that, did. I breaks, mean, breaks like too bad. It's like why is our priority on replacing gardens when it could just be knocking them down and building apartments? Like I think the family was such a nice example too because the guy, he he's saying like, look, my kids are like two years old right now. I don't have three years to find a new place. Like yeah. this will affect their lives significantly if they have to they're sleeping in the same bed they're twins sleeping in the same bedroom as their parents and it's like yeah they don't have a place to play they don't have a a rückzugsort which is like like a a place to rest and to be amongst themselves and it's like he kept repeating like none of what you're talking about um amounts to a short-term solution for many families like me and the best that they could come up with was the Greens woman saying, um, we've been looking into making an official trading your apartment platform. It's like, that already exists, okay? Like, <laughs> just because it has the official Berlin bear on it, so then you can trade your apartment in, like, a more... Yeah. That, that's not going to do it. They'll be subcontracted out to some weird, dumb company anyway, like the weird, like, UB Mobilitätsstatio, Yobi, you know what I mean? Like, the Gay, which is, like public entity like has these services but they're all contracted to some like fly-by-night startup and this would obviously be too yeah so ted you said you wanted to revise or expand upon a point you were making well no no no. i just think you know saying what i'm saying it's important to stress a few things michelle i think you're going to say a few notes about Giffa's notes on housing politics and one part about her housing politics that i think we all disagree with is that she is fairly in favor of building on Tempelhofefeld. As our friend Friedrich Matz, uh, leader of the CDU nationally, um, has also supported Tempelhofefeld, probably most people know that, former airport where there was like, for example, the Berlin Airlift, beautiful park, amazing, great park, uh, Neukölln, very nice, you can go biking around there, grilling, it's amazing. Um, so the CDU leader Friedrich Merz advised Kai Wegner, the head of the CDU Berlin, uh, and he just goes on basically this unprompted ramp about Tempelhoferfeld. Uh, Merz said, it's crazy what's happening there. The grass grows out of the runway, and at best, there are a few barbecues in the summer. Well, yeah, Merz, one of those is my barbecue, um, and it's a really nice park, and there's a ton of people there, and it's nice. And to be clear, my rant against Kleingarten has nothing to do with like wanting to generally destroy green space, because building on Tempelhoferfeld, terrible, very bad. Taking away private space from people that barely ever use it and building housing, good. Taking it away, public space from ex- extremely diverse communities that use it all the time and is one of the most relaxing and nicest places in the city, if not the country. Extremely bad. If not the so world. Don't overread in. Don't overread into my tear it down, build housing on it. That only goes for bad places that should be torn down and not nice places that should not be built on. <laughs> Make Tempelhoferfeld grillers a protected class. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck the... <laughs> Ted just hates old people. Die, die grill und chill partei. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, baby. You're going to see my placata after I get citizenship. You're going to see my face with barbecue tongs looking down at you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that trajectory would make sense for you. Um... Yeah, rehousing. Uh, what I found very interesting in terms of what was missing from the debate, I mean, so much was missing, like absolutely everything surrounding labor struggles in Berlin. Like we said, like the uh, hospital workers didn't really get talked about. The teachers barely got a mention. And that was like in this like 15 second round that they did where they just get to yap, yap, yap and say nothing. Um and yeah, they, they had this whole discussion of like whose fault is it that we're not building enough. It was all the discourse was all in this frame of like we need to build um, new apartments, which is true, obviously. But there was this elephant in the room, frankly, of Antagnan, of the Antagnan campaign, which has been um past in terms of like the Volksentscheid in terms of the public the housing expropriation that we talked about with Tom McGath like forever ago where they're trying to turn a bunch of privately held corporate housing into public housing I think like most people know that but we have a few listeners yeah. far afield so, so the expropriation campaign which um enjoys 
extreme public support and like a lot of people voted for it and basically that vote was then to task the berlin senate of like passing that law and making it happen which they've stalled on and they've made a committee and they've dragged their feet in every which way they can um to the point where Giffey has like Giffey has straight up said like we're not doing that like it's just a it's a symbol, it's an indication of what change the Berliners want, but it doesn't mean that this exact policy needs to be passed, blah, blah, blah. None of that came up in the debate. Like, you could see Klaus later, he was, like, just, like, itching to speak. Like, he was he was absolutely, you could tell he, like, had to, like, bite his tongue to not scream about Antagonin, like, when the the housing discussion was going on um and basically the only people that spoke about it were the conservatives saying that's the false thing to be talking about we can't be talking about about expropriation that that is so wrong um so why <clears throat> but like why doesn't he just talk about like why in the housing question why why they didn't call on him like they they like saw him wanting to respond to i think it was the um afd person and then also like the conservative person uh wegner like they were saying and well or and and the fdp of course saja saja is um big against the indictment campaign and had to the point where he became like an object of meme ridicule from the campaign because he like went to their protests and like tried to like uh yeah steal the spotlight he's very much in this tradition of like the new like american right-winger guys where they try to like be like epic trollers and like yeah like own people constantly yeah but he he was saying but i mean in like sorry he was saying like while we're at it let's just be clear nothing's getting expropriated you know like and it's like well, that doesn't really follow what actually occurred in this um, Volksentscheid, in this popular referendum. referendum. Um, yeah, I was honestly, I was honestly but, blown I mean, away. Just like, did he not have a? Did he not? Did did like did Lederer not have a opportunity to like answer the question about the about housing? Like when that father was talking about like housing stuff i mean I, I just like i just don't understand really why like do you think it isn't pushing this more as it's something that like seems like quite popular and like if they have the opportunity to like be kind of out there championing championing this like why wouldn't they yeah they have it on like little signs and like little little stickers on their posters that are like you know implement the referendum but it's like it seems it seems to have taken like a part of their back platform seat. but it's like back seat i don't i mean I don't, I don't know if there's like a good reason for that. Like, I, I think, I don't think most people who voted for the referendum are like chomping at the bit to see it implemented. If I'm being honest, like, I, like, obviously people voted for it. It's what they wanted. Like, you don't poll how intensely people feel. You know, like, of course, like Brexit. You know, now it looks like people regret, but like that had to be implemented. That became like this cause that must be like religiously followed by the Conservative Party and the, you know, a lot of the Labour Party as well. For like we have to do this thing the people have spoken and it's like a larger margin voted for indictment but it's like oh well they didn't really mean it or that's a distraction or we shouldn't be worrying about that now we should focus on something else and it's it's weird who gets constructed as like a majority that must be obeyed and which is just like a suggestion you know of, of people voicing their grievances and of course like this is not in the interests of of most of the like the the like capital in the city and and a lot of the parties so they're just like well no they don't really mean it and it's just very weird how quickly they'll just write it off and and it just becomes like oh well you know are they really going to go out in the streets for it and yeah probably in a lot of cases they might not go out in the streets for it Um, because i think people were like that looks like a good idea but they're not going to go to bat for it constantly and i think that's where we're sort of stuck is like is that person who voted for it is that going to be their most politically salient issue in this election? And I would have sort of liked to see D-Link a bet on that it would be, but it doesn't seem like anyone really is. And I, it seems like it's just going to fade into the background. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed by that. I was uh, 
expecting a different tactical move from them, honestly. Um, but it was also, it did really have to do, I think, with the questions that they were being posed. Like, the yeah. the moderators just simply did not want to follow up on that and, and didn't give the speaking rights to the people who would talk about it, so... Yeah, no, they're obviously trying to keep the discourse within a certain sort of bounds and, like, make people forget about that. But, you know, I guess it's good, you know, some, all these changes, but it's like, at least some things in Berlin will never change, like Bettina Yarash promised us, right? Yeah, tell us about what she promised us or not. Bettina? What did she promise? She promised us something I was really worried about, coming back to what we talked about earlier. I have maybe, she like, says, one more minute before I pass away. Yeah, yeah. This okay, was, this gonna, was, this yeah, was really, like, my closing, closing also, thoughts. Okay, closing just thoughts. making, I wanna, just I wanna go, sharing uh, that information. Isaac, Isaac, I want to go Tansen. Isaac very much deserves to vote in this election because he made himself a ginger garlic shot, homemade, to cure sickness. <laughs> so that is, if that is not worthy of German citizenship, I mean. On Twitter, the German... German tweeters love to say uh, Nationalität sollte klar sein when they're talking about like stereotypes and so your your nationalität is, is klar <laughs> so this is in Tagesspiegel Bettina Jarasch the uh, lead candidate for the Greens she says there will always be cars in Berlin including in the inner city so that is the green candidate for the so-called progressive capital city of Germany saying we're always going to have cars even in the, the inner part of the city. So the Verkehrswende is going well. I think that about covers it. Um, I just want to make a small pitch for the Tierschutzpartei. Um, I've really you know, been rethinking some things and I think they're a rising force. They've got uh, two seats in the Lichtenberg local thing couple in Spandau and Marzahn and Treptow. So they're all in all the, the hot districts. Lichtenberg, Marzahn, Spandau, Treptow, Copenhagen. They have between two and three seats in all four of those hotspot districts. Um, they're a rising force. They have great posters. They're promising a Lebensraum für Animals, uh, Tierra, um, which is a weird choice of words to talk about. So that's my pitch to you, Isaac. Partei. Um, I think they actually have pretty good housing politics. But um, Isaac, I think you, know, you should vote for the left party. Well, you know, I'm undecided. I've been really swayed by the party for the young, the youth. <laughs> what, what is what the is Basis, the the party? No, no, it's no, a no. different one, I think. Or they no, maybe no, they rebranded like the fe, fe, the f, the fe, No, it's a different party from Debasis. So there's Debasis, which I don't really know what they're about, but I saw them do like some sort of bike rally through my neighborhood a few weeks ago. But there's the like Verjüngungsforschung yeah. part. Partei, partei for, for young. So you're worried about your um, telomeres, and you're thinking, my your what? telomeres. What is that? It's like on your chromosomes, the very ends are just like junk genetic material, and they decay over time. And one of the theories of aging is that when they run out, your like actual genetic material starts decaying, and so if you were just able to like keep your telomeres intact then you could live forever <laughs> michelle is this does this actually have to do with their like is this what they're advocating for like for their research because they're all about like research into that's like, what i thought like when i read their life. i mean they have so many words in their posters i couldn't read all of it but as soon as i <laughs> read that they were like the latest research i was like they're just talking about telomeres which is like this pie yeah, in the sky so before, but okay telomeres this telomeres <laughs> that whatever you know <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something, and that is about. <laughs> this is this is this is for the Tierschutzpartei with a nice with a nice little tagline: "Die Stimme der Stimmlosen," the the voice of the voiceless. Pretty nice. Okay. Aww. Um, Aww. The animals—they're getting experimented the animals, on. Animals. I, I know this will appeal to you. They have a whole webpage and a whole part about their vow program about the suffering of city pigeons. It's hardly ever noticed, neither by the public, by the nor uh, by those responsible. Um, Hashtag people, respect Taube. People, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a respect pigeons <laughs> campaign funded by the city Berlin city government <laughs> currently going on, but it's not enough. Okay, we still need more. Tierschutzpartei is going to do it. There have already been very good successes in Aachen, Augsburg, Frankfurt, Ulm, Stuttgart, Erlangen, and Berlin so far to increase the pigeon population. Okay, through good species night. appropriate grain feeding and cared for by pigeon <laughs> houses. So we need to. I mean, no one is talking about. Oh, it's a growing city. Well, is it growing for the pigeons? Okay, like if it's growing for the people, it should grow for the pigeons. And there's only one party. I'm that not, wants to increase the pigeon population in Berlin, I rest my case. I'm not pro, like, anti-pigeon things, but, like, why do we need to be, like, pro-pigeon expansion? Thank you. Like, why... Oh, so you wh- think that you think the people with their Lastenfadeda should be able to afford bio company quality produce, but you don't think the pigeons do? You think they should just what eat is, garbage? You don't think the they should eat high-quality, organic, regional grains? I saw okay. These are not pigeons, but I saw someone at like the Landwehr Canal a couple of weekends ago feeding the swans like jail, like a sand, <laughs> like a like a belegte Brötchen from like the U-Bahn straight shop. to jail, like a full one with like tomatoes and like cheese in it. I was like, I don't think the swans want that. Like I don't. I think, think the, swans the swans do also, want like, that because like swans human... want to be humans. Like they are evil creatures and they want to take over. I just don't know if all that cheese is good for them. Like, can swans digest cheese? And I also just thought that there were like people who probably would like prefer to eat the. That they're giving to the swans, but see, they they make the point like the city pigeons because in German, pigeon and dove. <laughs> I'm word, gonna Calvin. pass away. And, All right, I've moved on. So from they the say that you know it's true. They're actually right. They are the same thing. The city pigeons are the descendant. Get out there, make your carrier pigeons voice and, the ornamental, and the ornamental doves, and the, they're they're a majestic species. We need to feed them properly. All right, and care for Ted, them properly. go get some dinner ta- that, dinner food. <laughs> You seem to be losing uh, I'm gonna it. Go, I'm going to go get a Taubenschnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Support the pigeons. Thanks for listening. Think about how um, tiny the schnitzel would be. If you hear this if you hear this, and you can still vote in Berlin, go out. Make your voice be heard. And, you know, you could be the voice of the voiceless. Die Stimme. Die <laughs> okay, Stimmelsen. no. Vote for the left Save party. The pigeons. <laughs> uh, they're not perfect, but... Yeah, to be clear, I'm voting. Do you think I'm not? I'm not undecided. <laughs> I thought I had the pitch down. God damn it! Next year, get him next year. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully yeah, not. Yeah, hopefully not next year, year exactly. Yeah. But no. I can't. I can't do All this right, again. It's too good to see you guys. Happy, happy Valtag. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cheers. Happy. Cheers. Okay. Cheers.